Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains. My partner is a longtime Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and the Trenton Times, Mark Eckel, and I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Stars, tight end Ken Dunnick. And Mark, we're going to put a, a bow on one of the most disastrous seasons I can ever remember since I've been living in Philadelphia only 40 years now. But before we get into the details, let's talk about Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. The January issue is now out. It's available on our website, jerseymanmagazine.com. You wrote a great feature on Derek Gunn. We've got a Flyers preview by Sam Crocitti. Eli Lever writes about Seth Curry and many, many other stories. If you're interested, please visit our website, and you can get a hard copy subscription for old school guys like me and Mark on the website as well, jerseymanmagazine.com. So, you know, normally, Mark, when we dissect the previous week, we, we talk about the game. We talk about what went wrong. The Eagles finished the season 4-11-1. They lose to the Redskins 20-14. to But talking about this game is going to take up very little of this podcast. The Eagles go into this game with the following players on their injury list. Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, Jordan Mulata, Richard Rogers, Miles Sanders, Carson Wentz was deemed a healthy scratch. And of course, they're missing Jason Peters, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, Jack Driscoll, Andre Dillard. An amount of injuries that almost seems surreal, and this has happened now three, uh, three years in a row. But let's talk about this Redskins game briefly. Now, in my opinion, the Eagles played them pretty tough for a while. It was a three-point game going into the fourth quarter. And then Doug decides to substitute Nate Sudfeld for Jalen Hurts, albeit Hurts wasn't having a great night. He was seven for 20 for 72 right. yards. And Mr. Mr. Wide also died for a touchdown that would have given him the lead. He did. And, he you know, he, even Hurts with his escapability, you, you know, this offensive line couldn't protect anybody. So, even he was struggling with this. But let's talk a little bit about from a from a reporter's perspective and a player's perspective, what it means when a coach pulls the plug on a game like that. I know as a player I can tell you that, you know, I worked hard, I practiced, I lifted weights, I studied. And all in order to compete and play a winning game of football, when the, and I've never been in a situation where the head coach actually looks like he throws in the towel. I'm just wondering if you think he was throwing Sudfeld a bone by doing that or trying to protect the draft pick. What do you think was going on there with yeah. Peterson's mind? I, you know, I, I, I don't. If I was as shocked as anybody else when he put him in. I thought maybe Hurts got hurt, to be honest with you. Um, when, they, when, when I'm watching the game and the, the announcer said Sudfeld was warming up and he may come in, I said, oh, maybe – because that last, if you remember, Hurts' last pass was not good. And I'm thinking, oh, he might have gotten banged up. You know, he had, I mean, he had taken some hits during the course of the game. And I thought, okay, the kid got a little banged up, and why risk further injury to him in a game that means nothing, right? Okay, but obviously that wasn't the case. Um, it was embarrassing. I mean, it was, a, it was, a, it's a bad mark. And and again, I don't care about the Giants. I don't care. I mean, the Giants won six games. A guy asked me, a Giants fan actually asked me. Mark, I got to ask you. You're always honest. Don't you think that was embarrassing what the Eagles did? 
Sunday night, and I said it was embarrassing. I said, but it, but no more embarrassing than if a six and ten team had made the playoffs. <laughs> Good answer, right? I mean, six and ten doesn't belong in the playoffs. Seven and nine is, is kind of fishy to begin with, but there's been other teams in the playoffs before that than seven and nine. Um, it was, it's, it, and then Doug, like his answers just don't make sense. I mean, like that, that and that bothers me. He said he wanted to play Sudfeld. Well, yeah. maybe he should have just started Sudfeld then. Yeah, he's he's searching for answers. Or or, or or play him in the you know I've I've covered meaningless games in the past. They're um, very. I mean, I covered the Eagles a long time, so there were, there were a lot of lost seasons per se, and where that last game didn't mean anything to either. Well, this one didn't mean something to, to Washington, obviously. But I covered a lot of games where neither team. That last game was kind of like a preseason game. Both teams played backup quarterbacks. Both, or I've also covered games where. Eagles had wrapped up a playoff spot and they couldn't go up or down. They were locked in at number three or locked in at number two or, or one year when they clinched everything. And Andy rested Donovan McNabb a couple of those games. You know, he, he um, Ty Detmer started one, one week or Jeff Blake started a week. Um, so, I mean, all that stuff happens, but it doesn't, but you know, like they announced it during the week, they're going to do this. Doug, if, if this was Doug's plan, he should have come out on, I mean, he talks to the press three or four times a week, one of those days he could have said, hey, by the way, guys, I, just so you know, so nobody's surprised when I, when I do it, Sudfeld's going to play this week. Yeah. Nate's going to play. He, he earned it. Say whatever, say whatever you, you, you want to say about him. Don't make it so like everybody's looking at each other like, like they got three heads. Well, you know, my theory is I think he did it to avoid the questions. If Wentz is going to be a healthy scratch, that's all anybody's going to be talking about the entire week. Knowing Doug the way that I do – my opinion is that he wanted to throw Sudfeld the bone. Jalen Hurts, if he starts him, at least he shows the fans and the team that he is trying to win. You know, if it's, if it's a loss, it's not the worst thing in the world because the Eagles get the sixth pick rather than the ninth pick. I personally don't trust these guys to draft the right player because they haven't done it in the, in the last several years. But, you know, that, that might have been part of their mindset. But let, let's move on to the press conference yesterday. I don't know if you were able to see this on social media, but here's what, right. bothered, what bothered me about it. You know, Howie and Doug, first of all, these Zoom chat press conferences, as a, you know, a print journalist like an Eagles beat writer for many years, they, it has to drive you crazy because you can't ask a follow-up question. No. They, con- they control the press conference. You ask a question, they cut your mic. And it's on the next person whether or not they answer the question. Yesterday during the press conference, you know, Howie was a little bit contrite at the beginning, and, and Doug added a, a bit. But then they started talking about, you know, well, you know, th- for three years we've been a great team, and three years ago we won the Super Bowl. And nobody cares about that. We all know what you did in the past. We're talking about the, the last three seasons of what you've done with this team and the trajectory of where they're going. And that's a question that they really shied away from. Um, what, what were your impressions of what you saw of the press conference yesterday? Oh, I agree 100%. And yeah, you can tell me, you, yeah, I know you won the Super Bowl. We all know you won the Super Bowl. And, that, and the year you won the Super Bowl, the Jacksonville Jaguars came within a few minutes of playing you in the Super Bowl. They, they, they were beating New England in the fourth quarter. That, 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 that they yeah. beat the Vikings. The Jacksonville Jaguars were, were on the footsteps of, of joining you in that Super Bowl. So, I'm, yeah, and, and where are the Jaguars now? One in 15, and they just got rid of their coach and the general manager and everybody else. So, 
you know, things change in the NFL in a, in a, in a hurry. I don't, you know, um, yes, that was great. 2017 was a great year. And there's a statue outside the stadium. And, you know, that, that's, but that has nothing to do with, with what's going on. No, there. it doesn't. I mean, that's no. the defense mechanism that's justifying your resume and, you know, trying to plead the case that, you know, you did something and hopefully you won't get fired. Let's, before we get into the Wentz and the quarterback situation, let's talk about Jim Schwartz resigning with one year to go on his contract. Do you have any information on that? And my opinion is that I don't think Schwartz would walk away from this job. I think there must be something going on internally for him to leave with a year left on his contract. Do you have any inside information on that? The only thing, the only thing I've heard is that he, he has been battling some health issues. Um. He's got a he's bad hip, right, or something. Yeah, and, he, and he's had some things in the past, so maybe, you know, coaching's a demanding, high-stress job. Um, you know, if he feels it's in his best interest to – I can't imagine they were going to – I mean, it, it, they were going to blame this all on Jim Schwartz. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's the guy you're going to pick out. I mean, he, he did what he could with what well, he had. Uh, Unless Jim Schwartz could play offensive line, I'm not sure yeah. what else he could have right. I, mean, I, 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 I think there were more problems on the other side of the ball. Um, so, no, I, I, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not there like I was, but from what I've heard, it, it's, it's mostly health-related with Jim, um, and he's going to step aside. Um, and now that's another, that's another thing they have to worry about. they got to they pick a good defensive coordinator. And I'm curious to see what they do because – if they promote from within, that's, that's all well and good, and then that's fine. But I have a strange feeling they're going to have hire a name guy, and Doug is going to be on a short leash next season. If, um, if this if this if twenty twenty one starts and looks anything like twenty twenty, I think well, Doug could get Doug could get canned in the middle of the season, and, and your new defensive coordinator could could, could become your. Well, according to according to Doug yesterday, he's the guy that hires the coaches. He's the one that well, makes those decisions. So well, he, he, he didn't hire Schwartz. So we, we know that. But Schwartz was hired be, be, before he was. Right. Correct. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get to the, the quarterback situation now. There's a report on ESPN this weekend by Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen that Wentz wants out of Philadelphia. He does not get along with Doug Peterson. Doug addressed it yesterday saying, well, I can't speak for Carson but I can tell you from my standpoint, it's okay, which leads me to believe that there is a problem there if he doesn't want to speak for Carson. Carson refuses to speak to the media yesterday, which is another telltale sign. Now, what do you do if you're the Eagles at quarterback? If you let go of Carson Wentz, uh, release him, there's a $33 million cap hit that you absorb. If you trade him, I believe the cap hit is uh, about $18 million before a certain date, and certainly Indianapolis with David Rivers on a one-year contract and Frank Reich being uh, his old coordinator, and they have plenty of cap space, by the way. That would seem like a likely spot for him to land. What is your best guess that the Eagles do with quarterback? Do they bring Wentz and Hurts back, you know, try to salvage the money and, and see if they can repair Wentz with a healthy offensive line? Or, By the way, if you're hearing Mark uh, coughing in the background, he's a trooper. He's doing this with COVID, ladies and gentlemen. He's in quarantine, but he's answering the bell. Mark, we appreciate you doing this today. But what, what are you than I did last week? I yeah, I know you're feeling better. We're all happy about um, that. Well, what do you think about the Eagles quarterback? Yeah, well, you asked me on our last podcast um, who I thought the quarterback would be open today. And I asked you 
who the coach is going to be. And you said Doug, and then I said Hurts. I, I, I agree 100% with that report. I was kind of saying I didn't use the word fractured, but I don't think – I think Doug and Carson, I think that relationship is um, is over. I think it's sailed. I think I don't think it can be fixed. I really don't. Um, I think there's too much going on. I don't – I'll be honest. I've been, and I was told this a couple of years, you know, a couple of years ago. Doug wanted to keep Foles when, when it was Foles and Wentz. Really? Doug was a Foles guy. Um <laughs> So I, I don't think and I, I, I don't yeah, I don't if Doug Peterson's the head coach next year, I don't I think I think Jalen Hurts is the quarterback and I think they move Wentz. Everybody's adding the you know, connecting the dots to the Indianapolis Colts for the obvious Frank Reich and all that. But there's other teams other teams are looking for quarterbacks too. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's you know, there's plenty of teams. So but well, so so what do you do? You you have to find some kind of a plausible backup though if you're gonna go in that direction. You can't oh, yeah, yeah. you're gonna have well, Nate Sutton as your backup, you're gonna find no, a veteran no. that's looking for a home. Yeah, you I mean you you find I mean, you know, there's guys there's, there's always the you know, the, the, there's always uh, the Joe Flacco's floating around, or yeah, like or the, who, who's the kid that the kid that who's the old man they had left? Um, Josh McCown. I mean, oh, McCown, yeah. first day, but but there's always a guy like that who's been in the league a long time. Want, it would be a good mentor type guy for that's what Hurts needs. Hurts needs a good veteran backup. He doesn't need Carson Wentz as a backup. He needs a guy that's been brilliant. You know. Um, so yeah, I don't think Wentz and Peterson can go. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they could coexist unless there's a, a big time meeting of the minds, and you know, they, they they better bring in like marriage counselors and everything else, uh, you know, because I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, um, I, I, I think. think that, go ahead. With 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 Frank Reich too. Here's a everyone adds up Reich and um, Wentz if Rivers does does re, retire. Well. Wright could also go for the, the, the guy that he won a Super Bowl with too, in Nick Foles. Yeah. You about keeper to to get him, and and he, you know, he, you don't have to. Foles is making a third of what Wentz is making. Maybe Wright goes that way. Yeah, it's possible. Hey, listen, we don't have much time left, but the Eagles, I think, are in real trouble, Mark, for next season. They're probably going to lose Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, certainly Jason Peters. Zach Ertz is talking like he's going to be traded. I think Derek Barnett is on a short leash. The fact that they have so little cap space and they're getting older, this has been just a poor plan by, by Howie and the Eagles. So, you know, I think that this team personally is much closer to the bottom of the NFC East than they are to the top. Right now. Oh, I agree. And I would, I, I know we'll, I would trade back and get as many picks as I can. Mark, I agree. We're out of time. It's been a great, uh, we'll, we'll stop in from time to time with a report Thanks for listening to the Bird Brains, everybody. Take care.